0: Everybody and welcome to Work. Work. a new shot, a new angle of Brent and Chris talk. Hey man, we're gonna talk, aren't we? I know. We had a great episode, so we we had something else planned for this week. We had to pull a switcheroo, so we're doing uh, doing something a little unplanned, but a solid show this week.
1: Yeah, I mean unplanned, but still enough time to prep. And I mean, we, we've been talking about this stuff all week anyway, so.
0: I know. And this was one of the ideas that was like gonna be. Can we call this season two? Did we already do that? I don't think so. We're going to call it season season one until we get a new camera, I think. But we'll call it like... It's part, been a year. Yeah, part two of season one, maybe. Okay. Now we have a blue wall with a little bit of gray. A little more color here. Um, we phased out the TV. Didn't work as planned. Um, well, then we don't want to get in trouble with copyright or anything. Yeah, that's true. Trademark. Probably should have turned that off.
1: But you can't it's see okay. it, so that's all right. Yeah, you have no idea what's on there.
0: Um, let's see How has life been? It's been a few
1: weeks Yeah, good it's Like seasons of change Yeah, but we're falling, we've fallen on fall I know, and it's weird I love fall, but it's just like It never, you don't get that Easing into the seasons that I feel like Happened when you were a kid Now it's just like, you wake up and then boom, it's cold and then Did you turn your heat on yet? Heat's on, um, well, mainly because I was told to turn the heat on Gotcha um, So the heat's on but, uh yeah life's good yourself
0: same same no I don't have the heat on I, I so no heat on no heat on I'm pretty, I
1: heaters like how are you keeping this house warm my house gets cool
0: um I tend to bake it's a small house and the oven really does keep it nice and toasty hmm. so we
1: wow. haven't gone below 65 yet really yeah I don't think my house has gone below that either I mean I don't know if it would have but Honestly, the um, the approved temperature is more in the 70 range, so so I, I set it for 68 as long as I can get away with it.
0: I've been doing photo shoots. I'm trying to, you know, get my, uh, getting. I'm um, getting the publishing company together. I'm putting Best Foot forward, so I've done photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be releasing music soon, so, you know, got to look polished and all that right. stuff. He says with his hair he cut himself. And um, Looks good, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, I need another one. I just did Harry's and uh off subject but um i worry one day i'm going to be the guy from parks and rec that cuts his own hair like as a joke everyone makes fun of it i'm like i tried guys i looked online (laughs) i read things you know i wasn't going for like it was more of a necessity at first sure and and now it was just like well hey you know why not save 30 bucks or
1: yeah, I pay the the person I go to twenty two dollars with a tip See, that's included. So
0: that yeah, I think I, when I charge, they like charge twenty, and then I always tip them like ten bucks. Mm, you're generous. I I hate to say this. I like to have a
1: good rapport with them. I don't doubt that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like on Christmas, I gave her fifty bucks. Nice. Like, I don't do that. So like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I make up for some of my lack of tipping very generous. I mean, I've I've always thought twenty percent was. Generous. Yeah. I
0: just figured not it's, generous,
1: but acceptable. Generous is more, but of course.
0: I know it's such a dumb thing. I want
1: them to look forward to me coming in. Yeah. Well I figured my, you know, sparkling personality and good looks would be enough to get me at least forty percent of the way there. That's, yeah. <laughs> and then paying them for their services would be the other sixty. Yeah. Or less. Who knows? I agree. No, I agree.
0: <laughs> and they're always they always do such a nice job with the kids and stuff. And I miss I do miss my hair. What would you say, my hair cutter? No, hairstylist. Stylist. Yes. It's weird. Uh, I miss my hairstylist, but um, I took
1: Warren to supercuts. Yeah, I understand. Quick, uh, easy. He does a good job too. She does a good job. So, anyways, <laughs> <I'm> back <laughs> back to the show. While <laughs> oh, he stops coughing and drinks, <laughs> I know. Coffee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Made me laugh as I was going to say something. Yeah. That's what I'm
1: here for, man. I'm the comic relief in this duo, if you couldn't tell. Thank you, Brent. I couldn't do it without you. Um, me either.
0: So life has been happening. We had a debate.
1: Yes. Oh, man. That, I. We can unpack history here. Yeah, I know everyone's been talking about it, but the debate is like still hanging there. And, I mean, who knows if we're going to have another one and we can get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the debate happened and. Whew, I mean, what do you think? I mean, okay, my opinion is, really, there was not any real surprise of anything that really happened. But what I think was most interesting, my personal feeling was that, although Biden could not resist taking swipes, I feel like if he didn't take any at all, it would have made him look weak to some degree. Um, In some people's eyes. I just thought of something. Hmm. That, uh... I need to stop you to do it real yeah. quick.
0: We're going to pause this for okay. one minute er. and make a quick change. Okay. Now people could hear us.
1: Good. So, now that you can hear us.
0: Um, um, this is the point where I will have edited the audio. Yeah. So hopefully now you that I said so know. very
1: loud, you're going to be like listening there in your ear. <laughs> Headphones jumping, you're like, darn it, Brent.
0: Yeah. Okay. So new setup. Able,
1: we forgot to move the microphone. Thank God you were able to do that. Yeah. The audio. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah. Debates. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Thank you for not letting it go further. Um, so, I just feel like there were no surprises that. Uh, Biden had to defend himself to some it's like we said it's difficult not to defend yourself when you're under attack it's like my first instinct anyway is not to cower away It's to say well what are you talking about And I could, don't blame him for telling the guy to shut up if you're being interrupted like that now I also know that there was a strategy behind what Donald Trump was doing so I, from everything I've heard from yeah.
0: you know just watching the news and, and people who were close to Trump on the debate prep and stuff mm-hmm. that is not what they prepared him for
1: well, i'm sure it wasn't what they, they prepared him for
0: yeah but you can't
1: tell me for one sec they didn't think he was gonna go nuts to some degree he's not capable of being restrained i've never seen it at all i understand i really do like even when he's supposed to be focusing on something completely different he never can help himself but to dive into the politics side of it and like make it political it yes
0: I thought, okay, so here's my thing. I I look forward to the debates more than I do any sporting event.
1: For sure, I know? was looking forward to that too.
0: Like I, I, I that's more my Maybe. bread and butter, and Boy. um, I was disappointed that we didn't get substance.
1: Well, we it was
0: Yeah. You know, but it was it was lacking the substance. That's what Donald Trump is. Oh, I can,
1: I, All show and no substance. That's. So I think that's what you crazy. got. You got the Donald Trump show, and then you had. Biden on the side trying to trying to get a word in edgewise and make his own case for things. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that Jiminy. He, I know, he's always there. It's that time of year, folks. Followed you around too when you were at the park the other day on the phone know. Anyway, so yeah, I that's what was pretty much my opinion. I mean, what yeah. do you think? I, More to add? Yeah, sure.
0: I will jump I'll jump in there and say it is disheartening To see the president of the United States told to shut up and being called a clown. When it applies. But yeah, that's the worst part about it. I know, that is sad. Is that, does that, I think what's, for me, what's, you know, worse about that is we have a president that doesn't know when to shut up Mm -hmm. and that can often be a clown.
1: Well, and I don't think it's unfair to call him names when he gives everybody else names. Like he called Joe Biden sleepy, sleepy Joe, Pocahontas yeah. For, for yeah Warren.
0: He's got a long list. I mean, and then and now they're calling it the China flu. Right,
1: of course they are. So I mean, and that's just it. You want you stop there and think to yourself, you don't want anybody to die. But now the guy has got. We're not going to skip ahead, but he's got coronavirus. And you're just like, shocker. Yep. I well, and
0: that's I. I don't even. It was Stephen Colbert who was like, it's not a shocker. You know, like. He said, you know, for months he's not worn masks. He's not taking this serious. He is downplayed it. It's not surprising that he ends up contracting it. Um, yep. I mean, we can jump there because yeah, that that's what followed the debates. That yep. you know, and he was
1: all sweaty in the debates. Do you notice that well, he looked like he was anyway to me? I no, I completely agree. He looked
0: terrible. He was like in the standing on the thing, like he looked like a caricature. Like the way his suit was fitting, it just he didn't look good. Like he didn't look didn't look like the commander of the
1: free world (laughs) well it wasn't restraining himself like one i mean no you want so like you're you're in a wartime situation literally bombs and then rockets are flying and people are going to war do you want that person issuing the commands no feels like it'd be like back in russia where they'd say you know surrender's not an option fight to the death and it's like what (laughs)
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with that.
1: No. Yeah. See, and, and I get it. I get that Joe Biden... Joe Biden
0: was not my first choice either by no. any means, but I think Joe Biden is far more competent when it comes to picking people to be... I don't care. Let's take anything. Uh, I think he'll pick a better... He's uh, a secretary of education. Uh, whatever Betsy yeah. DeVos does, he'll have it's... somebody that's better than her. Correct. Who, Rick Perry, who I know he's no longer at the Department of Energy, but... Yep. That was a joke. The EPA head? Yeah, uh Scott Pruitt. Joke. Yep. That ambassador guy uh, from the
1: impeachments. The Ukrainian ambassador? No no well, okay. Yeah, fine. Uh yeah, gosh, I can't remember her I name. I can't remember, no. I feel terrible. No. You she, she she but Yovanovich. Yovanovich. She was name. the Ukrainian ambassador. Uh, who was the other guy? Sa-
0: uh
1: I was talking about uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. I'm talking. I was about, thinking about the guy that was uh, like making a band of himself. Oh, no, I'm thinking about the other guy, the bald guy. Yes, yeah,
0: that's who I'm thinking of. He's the hotelier or hotelier. Correct. So, is it son, Sondom? I don't know. Son- I don't know. I'm making up
1: words now. Anyways, but that, that guy, guy. That guy. That <laughs> guy.
0: That was a joke.
1: Yeah, total joke.
0: And and it was because he gave Trump a million dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean you really can't. And that that's sort of the thing that follows this administration around is people that that provide money to them in any fashion they either get what they want or they are installed in some position that they want it's just so plainly obvious i'm not saying it doesn't happen right you know otherwise and hasn't happened before it's just so like in your face and the way trump would do it in my opinion like And that's just what's wrong. Like, and I've heard someone on the radio get interviewed, and she's like, "Why I like him because he pisses people off." And it's like, that's not what you want in a leader. Not the goal. If you understand anything about leadership, let alone being president, you'll know that you don't want someone that makes people angry.
0: Yeah, I'm really tired. I've been talking to Chelsea about this. I'm tired of this movie, like this movie trope that it's a
1: sideshow. Yeah, that's only like that
0: unlikely leaders are the best leaders. That is nonsense. You know, like in most cases, yeah, definitely. It's just, yeah, our founding fathers very, very much knew what they were doing when yeah. they formed our country. I mean, like, I'm not saying they knew what they were doing, like they've done it before, well, but yeah. they they had intent. Right. They had
1: intent to start something. And, and a lot of them had a ton of wherewithal. And if, if they weren't educated, they had made themselves street smart, if you will. You know, in some ways, like they had all, a hard
0: time finding one of us not
1: well not well
0: educated at the time
1: like i'm thinking about people who were born in, in the lower you know classes that like rose in rank and like some of them who were well read but of their own accord like versus Alexander like hamilton. going to traditional yeah. school yeah. right there's a lot of other people like that so yeah that yeah. kind of thing i totally understand i can't yeah we just
0: watched hamilton so it's in my it's in my head now
1: yeah uh, um
0: which was amazing it really was
1: amazing i haven't watched it i saw parts of it it's worth it inherently the way that that's presented does not appeal to me just mainly because i don't love musicals of any kind like just if i'm honest i don't really love them i don't hate them but i don't love them um and like when it's history like that i want it like as it is i don't want like people rapping and stuff i want to like not nothing is rap like i just i want the straight Story I would have rather watched a documentary on
0: history about Alexander, yeah,
1: like Mitch Mitchum yeah, with the guy rolling in and like pretending to be him. And there's he doesn't know what rap is, and that kind of thing.
0: I, I, I love the create the creative aspect of it. I do love that
1: he used the outfits are cool,
0: uh, sort, yeah, and he used you know really cool source material from the production side. The way they mic'd the thing was incredible, they had Mm. custom mics made, they had them in people's hair pieces, and it's phenomenal. Um. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, let's Trump coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, let's. Can I just go over the, some of the basic questions I would want to hear someone ask? Mm-hmm. You don't think it's fake? Think okay. he's got it? Not a ploy to get out of the debate
1: or to? I mean, anything is possible, but I really do believe that if they're actually quarantining him and they really do have him in the hospital, that's a heck of a lot of stuff to quote unquote fake. Totally agree. To not oh, have to, to not have something major come out at some point. And Hope Hicks has it. Uh, Correct. Melania has A it. ton of people have it. Chris Christie came out
0: today that had it. Really. Um, and that's because he was on his uh, debate prep team. Or I think he was actually on the team prepping Miss um, Barrett, Miss mm. Comey Barrett. Yeah. Coney Barrett. Okay. Is it Coney? Coney. Coney. That was Brent's part of the show. Yeah. He he knows her name better. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Amy Coney Barrett.
0: So um and and we're getting to that but you know that I. <laughs> I don't know. He, Trump's older. He's obese. He's got some underlying conditions.
1: Yeah, I think and he's in the hospital. And they said today he was not oxygen, but they won't clarify whether he was at any point. Right. And not like trying to celebrate any of this. I don't wish ill on like that on anybody for sure. Correct. Um, but as I understand it, yeah, it's pretty serious. In, that, in the sense that the guy's got it and he's displaying mild symptoms... I'm not going to talk at length about what I know, but I will say that I am familiar enough with um, a couple of people who have had COVID-19, and one in particular, it started out and this individual basically said that it wasn't going to be that bad. They did not feel that it was going to be much worse than any you know, cold or flu, whatever you want to call it, that they've had. But as it progressed and, like, settled and, like, developed different symptoms, settled in, in the person's chest, they developed other, like I said, more symptoms. So, like, you get one thing, it's one thing to have, like, the snuffles and a little cough. Right. It's another to have, like, a hacking cough and, like, to feel like something's settled in your chest. and like Right. It's, it's getting, dip, not hard to breathe, but more difficult than it should be if you're just sitting here having a conversation. And so... That's what kind of concerns me is, yeah, it's mild now, but, I mean, if he just started showing symptoms and tested positive yesterday or whenever it was... I know, and there's not yet. Yeah. We're not only clear. a day-plus in it. Even the guy's in the hospital for a few days to, you know, out of an abundance of caution. I'm sure that's probably true, too. What are your thoughts about him getting that special drug? They were, um, the 8-gram dose of the... Um, yeah, Reggie. I can't remember who <sighs> made it. What's it called? Um, it's an experimental like cocktail of antibacterials or something like that. But, booster. Yeah. Something. It's an experimental drug. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I mean, he's the one who was championing the ability. Um, yeah, the ability to use experimental treatments and stuff. So, why not have him be doing? I'm not surprised the guy would do it. I'm sure he would push for anything they think they could do. And I, I feel though, as, as the president, those career type people who are running the infrastructure behind the scenes they're probably you know they're gonna he's the one who gets to decide but they're laying out like here's what you can do you could do all these things we recommend this you could also do this thoughts on him not using hydroxychloroquine oh I think that's hilarious but I I think he was supposed to have been taking it anyway right (laughs) at some point who knows if it's been all along or up to this point but if he had been taking it all along and now he got it then that that's kind of funny
0: it is not funny haha yeah. but it's just
1: like geez that's just you know just like not him not wearing a mask and him being around everybody saying it was going to disappear and it wasn't going to be that bad like like i told you i highly doubt like unless this guy is on death's door and we actually find out about it um i highly doubt there's any chance he's going to come out of it not saying that you know, oh, you know, it wasn't that bad, and people make it out to be way worse than it is. That
0: was my next question. What do you think the fallout's going to be? Yep, they're going to go nuts over it. People are going to. I worry him. Him going, look, I'm a 77 year old man, and I, I, I made got it. through it. Yeah. And it's going to be like, well, you got on a
1: helicopter, you flew to Walter Reed, you probably had some You had really experimental treatments. Right. You had that. all the military doctors at your disposal, basically.
0: And and I and I think that's appropriate. I think that's Correct. appropriate for the President of the United States. Let's who, say you're going to get
1: that kind of treatment?
0: I'm the President.
1: You, I hope I do. Well. But <laughs> in your current state... No, no one's going to care. Not like that.
0: Though I will say if I drive fast enough, I could probably make it to the hospital about the same amount of time oh yeah for sure I'm close yeah, you got like a straight shot in
1: there straight shot so just crash right in the emergency department thing yeah so i mean those are that's my thoughts on like it's just a lot of unknowns if it does get super serious man mike pence is a scary guy personally i don't really want him being president either but i'd rather have him than trump i think I don't
0: uh, I don't even know if, if something happened. Yeah, like, I'm not, I don't know not wishing any ill on anybody. I know please. yeah, I
1: don't know what's appropriate
0: to go down the road. I, know. I, I, I mean, don't I don't go crazy like that, so. And for just talking speculation of imaginary lineups, I do think Biden would have a very easy time defeating Pence.
1: Oh, yeah, if he was to run yeah. against him.
0: Yeah. Which I mean, I mean, and I don't even know if they're talking about invoking the 25th where Biden would be, you know in place I, I i think i think that's something we'd have to know about i don't know how soon after the fact we would have to know about it but i i'm sure it would get made public so all this is happening yeah. <laughs> all of this is happening it's with an underlying thing in the background that's still looming and still moving forward mm-hmm. very much without uh no. an ability to stop it no regard for anything well correct and and it's it's yeah, there's no unstoppable force, or to meet this, or uh, and there's no immovable object to to meet this unstoppable force, which is Trump um, has named a replacement to replace uh, Notorious, Bates, yeah, R B G Ginsburg, right? Yeah, Notorious R B G. I just which, like that name the gave her. I know, and have you seen they've already been making shirts with Notorious A C B on it? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, come on, you I, don't inherit a nickname for Pete's sakes.
1: Yeah, I honestly feel oh, that's that's a you know intentional swipe. I guess I mean you I know, and so. honestly, that's what's annoying to me too is people I feel like are pretending like politics. political politicians have short memories. Like people like on the left aren't going to try to get there someday if they get this hammer down their throat. And I I've heard, well, you would do it to us if you were in this in our shoes. I don't. I really don't believe that and if I'm, we were in these exact shoes, yeah. and I'm saying we as in people that are tending Screw to support it, the me democratic no. me stance. Me and you, me and you, when we get into politics. But yeah, I definitely would not, I would not be comfortable, especially with what was said in 2016, to complete, to do a complete about-face is like the epitome of being a politician, and a ratty one at at that. And the worst part is, the voters
0: don't care. Like I oh, I, and
1: that's just it too. That's yeah, that's my next thought too. Yep. Yeah, they don't care.
0: I don't, don't know how you teach your country to have integrity. I don't mean to be mean by that, but I'm gonna
1: go ahead and say. Well, people want to sit me. there and like hammer on the Constitution and like, well, I demand my right to have guns and free speech and belong to whatever I want and do whatever I want. Well, if you believe in all that, then you also believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Yep. Inalienable rights. Bill of Rights. I mean, that applies to everybody and everything. $10. And they want well, no. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, the, as it stands today, legally, people don't want to apply it like it's supposed to be. They want to go back to whatever ideal, you know, fantasy world that they have in their mind. and right. like, that's not going to happen. Right. You have to contend with the other side. That's my point. Is balance. My goodness. Sorry. I, no. No this balance. This is something is... I'm super like passionate
0: about. Balance is a great, nuanced kind of overall topic for the show. Um, you, okay, do you want to wanna dive in? Tell us about Amy. Yeah. Because cause there's a lot of turmoil, obviously.
1: Yeah, it makes sense, the more I read. Jiminy's um, concerned. Yeah, I mean, he's chiming in now, for sure. Jiminy! And the
0: problem <laughs> is, Senate has
1: the votes. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. I really don't think there's any way possible this person is not going to be confirmed. So, I'll get into what... I have notes basically on a lot of what's going on. I'm going to have to refer to my, my phone because I've saved some court cases that I want to go over. I was not going to write everything down about them because there's nice little um, synopses on I'm I, I'm not shameful to say that Wikipedia actually has a really good because they're notes. their sources. You can go to the links and click on them and it goes to where they're cited from court records. So and, it's legit. And you can see all of our sources. Correct. Below the video. Yep. Um, so Amy Coney Barrett is 48 years old so she's young yeah she you know I think realistically could be on the court to where our parents ages are older for generation or for yeah decades Four decades for sure holy moly yep um, she was born in New Orleans which is not the way you say it, New Orleans people like to say that which is weird mm-hmm. uh, so she has yeah, she was born in New Orleans um, uh, from a very devout Family, her dad has been an ordained deacon since the early 80s uh, in the Catholic Church. Hmm, um, yeah, How does that work? I, this is bad, I should know more about no, it. But I'm... what, no, what I can say is that, um, you know, just in general, what are deacons? Um, no, let's we'll start there. Okay, de- so a deacon in the church is like a spiritual leader, a, a person of like more good moral standing. When you're ordained to be a deacon, you have, like, a, a standing within the church where, you know, you... I don't know, like, all the things you're sure. involved in, but I believe, you know, you're you're there to, like... I said, you're, you're a person that people can come to for advice, kind of like a priest, but you don't perform necessarily the rites. You may be a part of some of the different spiritual rites. So you don't have rights. to take... You don't, you're
0: not doing the vow of celibacy.
1: No, no, I think there are different vows gotcha. that you're holding up. And you can be married, and, like, I think that people that are deacons... Um, when I was going through RCIA it was explained to me like the wife and the, the deacon are like a team hmm. it's like a team effort like the family just is of that standing where they're offering spiritual guidance and leadership interesting so um, typically those kind of folks are extremely devout and very conservative and that's not a knock it's just my observation and what I've read um, and so she that's that's the, the childhood she comes from that, sure. that sort of upbringing and um, so she uh, and she was a very outstanding student she um, I believe was like uh, an honor student at her at her high school Uh, then in college she was like she graduated from with her bachelor's of arts she was like magna cum laude so like she was high honors Um, she graduated I believe with a, a major in English and a minor in French and then she went from Rhodes College, where she got her B.A., to the University of Notre Dame, where she got her J.D. And then she took, like, law studies at Notre Dame. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so she did that uh, while she was at – I think I skipped over it, but, like, in high school, she was a student body vice president, I think. So, like, she's got this leadership background and quality about her. In college, you know, she was involved, I believe, at um, Notre Dame at, with the um, legal journal. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, and that's not really important. But what I'm trying to establish is she has this history of seeking leadership type positions as you go through her past, but also um, writing um, and being like co-authoring on different papers and such. And that comes to bite her where I'll get down the road when she started to be nominated for for judicial positions. Um, Now, so she she got her J.D., she uh, clerked. For appellate judge uh, Silberman, and then the Supreme Court Justice uh, Scalia, Antonin Scalia, sure, um, did that for a couple of years. Um, she then was a um, did like private practice law for a while, and actually, this I thought this was kind of funny. She did this for three years, and she actually worked on Bush versus Gore back in 2000, and helped to like investigate. Uh, for George W. Bush. I have uh I'm gonna mention that too in my stuff. It's crazy. Uh, it's isn't it? That's that's really interesting. It's <laughs> like a small world, huh? Yeah. And so I told my wife, I'm like, this lady, the more you learn about her, you just get the sense that for, you know, the Republicans and the conservative side, this she's been like groomed and put on the bench for this stuff. Like sure. Pun intended, Long put on the bench coming. to be put on the bench. <laughs> right, yeah. Um so huh. she she once wrote that she wants to quote inspire distinctly Christian world a distinctly Christian worldview in every area of law and um, that those kinda of things that she said and or written have really driven a lot of questions about her object objectivity and ability to not use her faith as the driving force in being a judge sure. which she herself said that you should not do right um, so Her stance... um, So after she was in private law practice, she went back to Notre Dame. She actually taught somewhere else first, but I can't remember where it was at. It was just for like a year. And then she went to Notre Dame and has been teaching there for like 20-some years. Has been a very highly regarded law professor. Mm -hmm. Um, One like professor of the year or something like that for a couple of years. Um, She's got seven kids. Uh, Yeah. Two of them, I believe, are adopted. Um, And she's like a she's a, a prodigious person for exercise like she's very regimented gets up at like 4 o'clock in the morning and goes to work out and then does she goes she drives to her where her court sits from South Bend, Indiana I think in Chicago where I think this the 7th court where she's on now sits um, so it's just like this. she's like Superwoman in terms of all the things that she's accomplished and or does it's sort of nuts Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It makes it makes you just think like she's she's going places, obviously. Nice. Um, so, her stance, you know, on the Constitution is uh, she's an originalist. Believes in things as the founding fathers writ them, writ, wrote them, and it believes they should be interpreted as such. It's not meant to be a living type situation and document, in the sense that it's going to evolve with the times (laughs) and she said that specifically she did not expect it to be uh, an evolutionary document it was written a certain way which i like i told you two (laughs) issues with number one how do you know you're interpreting it the way that they were thinking about it right um because you don't you can't talk to them you're just it's your interpretation and two it's clear that the founding fathers meant for the law to evolve like it's built on precedent over time and it changes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's inherent to it. And I guess it makes sense if you're a constitutional originalist, then you're going to sit there and say that this is the founding document and so that is the precedent we're pulling from. But again, that that's that argument in my mind is defeated by the fact that there's a history of law and precedent amendments to the Constitution. It's just inherent to the process. Right. Like yeah. We, we have to make it happen. Oh, no. We have mechanisms to make it happen, and that's why uh, you wind up... Oh, Lord. Sorry, guys. And that's why you wind up um, <clears throat> with changes. Yep. So... So that's that. Comments, questions. So, um... That's kind of the intro. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> good. Talk at lengthier. That's good.
0: She... I understand why she's getting a lot of
1: the pushback that she's getting. Just from that, for sure.
0: You know, um, and the fact that the courts have always tried to be balanced, where we have the conservative and the liberal side. This Mm -hmm. is a liberal seat that's up, and this does not
1: sound (laughs) like a liberal person in any way, shape, or form. She will not have even remotely similar views to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like, this is not... Now... I was reading through and I will go through some of her um, cases and some things that she said to kind of help people understand why I find her a very complex person I do she does not appeal to me I guess so I'll leave it I'll say that up front um, mainly from the fact that I i I get this back and forth sense with boy she um, interprets things and like rules but um I also, and I guess what I'm getting at is, sometimes I agree with what she's saying, and other times it's clear that she's doing it because that's the way, that's the side she's picking, yeah. And so that's the way it's going to be interpreted. I'm not saying that there's not logic behind it, but I don't agree with it the way she comes up with a lot of this stuff. So, when, um, when she was, uh, she <clears throat> she was a law professor for like twenty some years. She's currently a judge on the U.S. Seventh Circuit Court. It has been for just shy of three years. So it'll be three years she'll have been an actual judge in November. Yeah. Now, I have a problem with that. If you'll have been a judge for three years and now you're going to go be on the Supreme Court, I don't care how long you've been a professor.
0: For 40 years that you could sit there. I mean, yeah.
1: That's... There's no requirement. But that right. just feels wrong. Yeah. going to say that.
0: I'll have to look into some precedents behind that one.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't really know. Um, so... When she was nominated, she got an earful from the Democrats uh, in the Senate, and I don't think that the questions or line of questioning were as distasteful as some of the, the folks on the right said. Um, I just feel like if you're trying to make a point, you got to go through some sometimes uh, questionable and maybe unsavory topics. Make sure... You- make sure Netflix doesn't get the Yeah, I know. We don't want to get sued, guys, so just ignore what you're seeing about over here. Um, or, so, Diane Feinstein, had, you know, came after, and this is like the, the big quote, you know, back in 1998, a, Lee, so a professor at, um, at um, Notre Dame argued that Catholic judges should, in some cases, recuse themselves from death penalty cases because of their moral ob- objections to the death penalty. Um, and basically, what, she got questioned, Barry got questioned on that, um, and said that, you know, basically, that issues of faith are not something that should be the responsibility of the judicials today, you know, she should say that, she said that her personal church affiliation and religious beliefs do not bear on the discharge of her duties as a judge. So she said the right thing, even though, before, she wrote. wrote... the opposite. Again, I don't doubt the opposite, but wrote that in some cases she would have to, to recuse herself because she inherently has a viewpoint that's in conflict with the law or sure. could be. Was that when she was a judge, or was that, that she wrote is... that when she was? Oh, uh, so this is the thing: is she said that she she wrote that or emphasized that she wrote that article with that professor in her third year of law school, and she was quote very much the junior partner in our collaboration. So trying to cop out and say that she was not the lead on that article, but her name was on it. She co-authored the thing, and if you don't support what's in the writing, then don't co-author it. Hmm. You can be a source of material, but you don't have to be a co-author. So, who whose job is this to like go dig up high school or high school? Excuse me, law
0: school papers from? I mean, I guess somebody working. The
1: oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, think about it like this. Um, like, everything you do in school is part of your transcripts. They know what your grades were, the things you took, the class you names sure. and all that. Um, and then you think about it, on both sides of the aisle, anytime these people are being, excuse me, uh, nominated or whatever else, basically there's all these people working for these politicians who go out there and dig up all this stuff. Um, you know, and so that yeah, was the thing. is opposition research. Because um, Barrett said what she did in that article the Democrats made the leap to say that she would not uphold Roe versus Wade because of her Catholic beliefs, because she flip-flopped on whether or not the death penalty would be something she would be involved with. And so Feinstein went after and did the whole, you know, the dogma lives loudly within you, and that's my concern. So because of that, you know, people on the right, of course, are just like, well, this person's getting attacked, just like Brett Kavanaugh, and they, uh, they, they got her back, I know. So, that is nothing. That whole situation
0: <laughs> nothing like how Brett Kavanaugh got
1: a I know, but they they draw parallels to that. So sure, it made sure. her super popular with, with religious conservatives, um, and so she she made it like she they they got her through. She uh, I think it was a vote of like fifty four to something, 50, 55 to forty three is what elected her. And interestingly enough. Of the three Democrats that voted for her, one of them was Tim Kaine, who was the yeah, VP Mike P for Hillary. for Hillary. Yeah, interesting. So yeah. Um, so on to some of the casework. I'm not going to delve into this too too much. No, I got I, some case I, stuff I wanna, too. I want to get. I want to let you talk too. Sure. So um, that's that's what people come here for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The things that I find interesting, like there was this case um, about Title Nine. Basically, where this guy uh, committed sexual assault at Purdue, and she sided with him that when he tried um, to enroll at a different university, no, he he committed the sexual assault. Oh, near Purdue University when he was trying to like enroll there, and they wouldn't enroll him and they denied him. So basically, he sued the school because they weren't um, they assumed because he had committed a uh, something, a sexual assault as a male. That because of that, he made the argument that because he was a male, they were gonna they were discriminating against him, wouldn't let him join the university. He won that that case, and Barrett actually, um, she wrote part of the opinion that because the school wouldn't allow him, that they had it was they allowed um, they took liberties and did not allow him due process and violated his Title IX rights by imposing a punishment if infected by sexual bias, basically is what they said.
0: Hmm.
1: And that's the you know how law can be complex. And so it doesn't always come out the fairy tale way you think it's going to. Um other ones. So she uh there's an uh, gosh darn it. She's never ruled an abortion case, but there was this case that was brought before her where a person had um one of those uh U I U D things in her and it broke off and she had to get a hysterectomy to like yeah, fix the issue. And uh, Barrett sided with the manufacturer saying it was not that she that the person who got hurt by it did not prove that it was their fault. So she sided that way in one case. Another case though, she was part of a unanimous panel that upheld Chicago's bubble ordinance prohibiting approaching someone who's within fifty feet of an abortion clinic without consent. So that would be, in my mind, I would agree with that. Nah, I would not agree with the first two, necessarily. Yeah. Um, Another case... Sorry. No,
0: I like the cases. Uh,
1: Qualified immunity, the thing with the police officers. Sure. um, There was a case where a police detective knowingly provided false and misleading information in a probable cause affidavit that was used to obtain an arrest warrant. And so... What she ruled, her court found that that detective um, hit their lies and omissions, violated their um, Fourth Amendment rights to that qualified immunity. So, again, I agree with that. The guy lied. He was trying to say he was immune from prosecution, but they they said, no, you lied, so you're not qualified for that. Interesting. Yep. Same kind of thing. She ruled similarly with a prison officer who called a prisoner a switch, a switch, a snitch, and exposed them to risk uh, of harm from other inmates. And so that prison officer was trying to get out of saying that they had endangered that person. They were qualified immunity, couldn't be prosecuted for that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I have one more. I'm trying to find it. It's environmental related. I thought this one was interesting. Yeah. So it's basically a developer against the Army Corps of Engineers, Corps of Engineers. Um, basically the Army was trying to say that this wetland was 11, uh, was part of the United States. Um, basically the Army Corps of Engineers has discretion over the waterways of the US right, yeah. and so you can't own those. Sure. Uh, this property developer basically was trying to develop land that was 11 miles away from the nearest navigable waters, um, and so the Army Corps engineers was trying to protect the wetlands um, and say no as part of the U.S. water table and water-protected lands. The developer said no, and basically the court found that the Corps had not provided substantial evidence of a significant uh, nexus to navigate these waters. Um, as a result, the property was not protected from development under the Clean Water Act, and the developer got to develop the land, the water, the wetlands. Yeah, don't agree with that one. Um,
0: so it does sound like she tends to lean on corporations,
1: favor yeah. corporations. Yeah, oh man, she said that John Roberts um, misinterpreted the law in applying that the Affordable mm-hmm. Care Act was a legal statute and constitutional. Yeah, she's against Obamacare, basically. So that's who Trump has nominated for the Supreme Court. Oh, gosh, that's tough. Yeah. What do we? We didn't talk about. It. What was? The, what's the group she's part of? Oh, the uh, People of Praise. So she's a Catholic. She belongs to her regular Catholic church, her sure. local parish, sure. but she also belongs to People of Praise, who's a. It's a small group i think approximately 1700 members and they it's sort of like belonging to a a religious club they pay they promise to pay five percent of their annual salary to it and dues and um, the um, from what i understand the objective is to basically promote um, and live out very conservative christian values and they it's the whole typical thing that i find kind of funny where women are not allowed to hold leadership positions in the church and also not in this group but they're also uh, uh, they're encouraged to seek out work uh, and and work outside of the home and in a career so it's like well you can't be a leader but you can go make money for us it's that whole deal it's like and again I didn't dig into a ton about people of praise people have been calling it a church it's not a church it's a religious affiliated group um, there's Protestants in it and other um, uh, religious the sects. Yeah, denominations. The so it's not like it's just a Catholic thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was founded in South Bend, Indiana, I think, back in the 70s. And so it's not a religion per se, but what it's just Mary like... What does have to say about this? Who knows? I don't think he'd be happy. Probably not. <laughs> they don't think they'd be happy about him either. <laughs>
0: Probably not. Probably
1: not so yeah that whole thing I, I think the people that praise thing is a little bit blown out of proportion personally yep. but um, I mean it definitely I find it ridiculous that she's not going to use her faith as some way guiding. of guiding her judicial execution so
0: um, we can jump into my yeah. a little bit on that. so that that kind of leads us to separation of church and state yeah and
1: which um, is clear as uh, what Chris day yeah <laughs> it's clear as day super easy to understand
0: <laughs> no it's super muddy and it it has some contradictions in there that I'll get to it, it's interesting um, I was very ignorant about this going into it I learned a whole bunch
1: I thought I knew things but yeah our preliminary discussion uh, convinced me that I don't
0: <laughs> right so um, separation of church and state. well that's actually just part of our first amendment of freedom of speech And um, it really comes from Thomas Jefferson who wrote a Virginia uh, Virginia Statue of Religious Freedom Mm -hmm. uh, in which that it claimed no man shall be compelled to frequent or support any religious worship, place, or ministry whatsoever, nor shall be enforced, uh, not shall be enforced in his body or goods, nor shall otherwise suffer on account of his religious beliefs or opinions, <clears throat> but that all men shall be free to profess by any, uh, I can't read my writing, any, uh, any means uh, to maintain their opinions in matters of religion, and that the same shall in no wise diminish, or enlarge, or affect the um, their civic capacities. Um, I butchered that pretty good, but um,
1: there. I gotcha. Yeah,
0: um, and eventually this m- made part of our First Amendment, this whole Virginia
1: Statue of Religious Freedom. It's literally part of like one paragraph, right?
0: Yeah, I know, it's pretty pretty sparse. Um, it it's often gets misconstrued as like separation of church and state gets taken as don't bring your faith in, into public view, you know? Right. And um, it actually kind of comes from, the actual phrase itself comes from a letter that Thomas Jefferson uh, had written in correspondence with this committee of the Danbury Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. And uh, they wrote him to say, what religious privileges, uh, excuse me, what religious privileges we enjoy, we enjoy as favors granted, not as inalienable rights. And so he, he wrote them back, and in, in his response, he explained the intent of the Establishment Clause and the Exercise Clause of the First Amendment, which reads, Congress shall make no laws respecting an establishment or religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. He said that this effectively built a wall of separation between church and state. Mm-hmm. And... Um, any of the fun facts? Oh, we actually celebrate um, National Religious Freedom Day on, um, I think it's January 16th. Interesting. And um, that is based off of the, it's it's uh, commemorating this Virginia Statue of Religious Freedom. It's
1: on the anniversary of that. So it, <clears throat> we feel as though separation in church and state is like a law, where it's a separate thing and you can't you can't drag the two worlds into to each other. Right. But when, in fact, it's really just the fact that you're allowed religious freedom as an individual and to practice it, it has nothing to do with whether or not you can muddy the waters between the two.
0: Right. Well, and it does get muddy, because, like, basically... At least from that. Yeah, right. I, I mean, like, basically, church can't rule over state and state can't rule over church. hmm And um, so the Establishment Clause... broke this down for us Um, there's a few key terms we're going to need to know establishment clause and the free exercise exercise clause are the two big ones Mm -hmm. so the establishment clause means the government can't have an official religion Okay. so no national religion government can't favor a religion over another (laughs) I know good luck with that I know and it gets muddy now it also prohibits governments uh, the government from preferring religion over non-religion but also vice versa; it can't favor non-religion over religious. Hmm. So it's it's a two-way street. It's supposed to be balanced. It's supposed to be balanced, and this is get where it's a, it gets a little confusing. So the Supreme Court previously has allowed religious uh, invocations to open legislative sessions. Something my dad got to do. We got to go to D.C. and he did the invocation where he opened the uh, session with prayer. Hmm. And um, I also remember one that ruled they couldn't have a agnostic person up there or an atheist person up there because they didn't have faith, which
1: That's the whole non religious over
0: religious thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean I think that's some of the Money Water stuff. Uh so other things they've allowed um so you just go with the priest. and <laughs> yeah. Uh they have allowed public funds to be used for private or religious school busing. Which I'm not surprised. Right, and I I can explain some of those better later. DeVos is like a pro at that. Things that they ruled against, though, is um, overtly religious displays at courthouses. can't do that. Okay. You can't have state funding supplementing teacher salaries at religious schools. So I can't... The government can't substitute the salaries if you're teaching a religious doctrine. Interesting. But they can pay... For you to be bused to a religious school,
1: we'll pay for you to get there, but we're not going to pay for you to get taught.
0: Right, and I know it gets <laughs> gets muddy, but like there, it, it it's just you know it works, I guess. Okay. So um, other things rolled against some uh, overtly religious holiday decorations on public land can do that, and a gray area is existing religious monuments. They're very very strong about not letting new monuments be. They will have some gray area about the ones that have been there for a long time. A well, little gray area. Okay, so that's the Establishment Clause. Okay. Okay, now we go to the Free Exercise Clause, which, um, it reserves the right of American citizens to accept any religious beliefs and engage in religious rituals. It protects not just beliefs, but the actions that also, uh, the actions made on behalf of those beliefs. Interesting. So, <clears throat> this is where it gets a little sketchy. It allows for some violation of the laws as long as it's violated for religious mm. reasons. Yeah. And it says uh, no taxes. Some. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, there's no taxes. And it kind of plays to, like, the free market economic plan. You can't tax churches because well then certain churches would be worth more money and then you have a kind of incentive plan. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the way I took it. If you don't have the taxes, you're allowing churches to represent freely and you're not. there can't be any favoritism, which might occur from... Favoritism, favorable... Think about it. The Catholic Church is going to make way more money than a, a church that's maybe just starting out or a religion that's not as well documented.
1: Okay, I can
0: buy that. Easily I could see it be been favored for certain laws or what not. Okay. So I talked about ironic problems. Uh, okay. So the Free Exercise Clause implies special accommodations to religious beliefs and actions to the point of being exempt from certain laws, right? right. But some say that this violates the neutrality between religion and non-religion as stated the, in the Establishment Clause which prohibits the government from giving any special benefit or recognition to the religion.
1: So which is it? Right? Depends on who you are. It does. And who's in the Supreme Court to lay down the law of the land. And and I think this.
0: I don't know, I think it's it's really interesting, oh I've been moved out of shot slowly. Can we turn the camera a little? There's the Brent Show there for a little bit. Welcome to the Brent Show! Like I get my own theme music? Sure man, I like your song we'll uh, see how long this lasts. Um, I, I just think it's interesting because with the free exercise clause, they can't make laws that stop you. But then, because of, you know, because of the establishment clause, how is that not special treatment, which they're not allowed to do either? Right. And I, I don't have great answers. You know, I really don't.
1: Well, there's not like simple answers to this though. I mean, the problem you run into is. Because of the way it's defined, and so many other things are defined, like law inherently allows for some gray areas. You know what I mean? It's like the whole thing where. Yes. You know, it's like me having my finger right here. I'm not assaulting you, but like you might right. interpret that I'm gonna do something bad to you. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. stuff like that. <clears throat> right, and so I thought this was
0: just interesting. Until 1940, there was a case, Cantwell v. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Where the First Amendment was applied, uh, okay, so before that case in 1940, yeah. the, the First Amendment was applied only to U.S. Congress, and states could actually abridge the Free Exercise Clause, meaning they didn't have to use all of it, they could do what they wanted. But hmm. after 1940, after that case, they decided um, through the Incorporation Doctrine, Okay. Which is a constitutional doctrine that made the first ten amendments uh, to the Constitution applicable to the states through the Due Process Clause of the
1: 14th Amendment. Ugh. So. Basically establishing legal standard for those to be applied to the states without the states being able to do anything about it.
0: Right. 14th Amendment, super simple, equal protection of the laws. Yep. For everybody yep. and it was featured in the Brown versus the Board of Education which had to do with, uh, you know, uh, racial Segregation discrimination, one. discrimination. Yep. It's been uh, Principal in Roe versus Wade and it was in Principal thing in uh, Bush versus Gore, <laughs> 14th amendment. Um, so basically section 1 of the 14th amendment says no state shall make or enforce any laws which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States.
1: There you
0: go. So up until 1940, states were kind of getting a little like this with the exercise clause on who they favored and stuff like that. And um, you know, the courts, uh, states, and states' courts could adopt similar laws, but were under no obligation to.
1: Okay,
0: didn't know what you're getting. You didn't know what you were getting for 1940. And um, they had something called now what they do is they have something called selective incorporation. Okay. I feel like I basically got a law degree after this. Yeah, one. man, this is a lot. Uh, selective incorporation, which means the SCOTUS could piecemeal parts of amendments um, for cases rather than having to apply the whole amendment.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. Talk about making up the rules as you go along. Right. I like this part. I'll just do that. Yeah, <laughs> take a little bit of this. Take a little bit of that. Wow. Okay. Um.
0: Fun tidbit: the Ninth and the Tenth Amendment have not been, uh, have not ever been incorporated. They've they're they're supposed to be applied through the 14th amendment but uh, the, the SCOTUS has never really used the 9th and 10th amendment in a uh, decision I don't know what to do with that information I thought it was cool yeah it's interesting like you gotta use all 1 through 10 Eh, we like the first date
1: yeah right well just because they wrote it doesn't mean you have to apply it right sure so whatever your rulings are <clears throat> so um,
0: there's some cool cases in, in the whole separation of church and state, that if. Um, the one I thought was interesting first was Trinity Lutheran. Okay. And basically, they have their church, but they also had a playground. And the playground was part of the daycare. The daycare accepted all denominations and stuff like that, but they did have some with Christian beliefs and stuff like that. Okay. That's part of their curriculum, curriculum. yeah. So they applied in Missouri to be on this grant program that would use recycled tires to uh, be the playground
1: yeah the material they run on
0: yeah the medium yeah I don't know what call it, you know it's a medium <laughs> it's a medium it's of a sorts medium. and so um, out of 43 applicants they got they were number five their need was ranked to be number
1: five. Oh, okay
0: and then they got completely removed from the list because there was religion involved and so that ended up being they, they sued them they sued them, and um, they said it because they were removed only because of their religious affiliation. That was targeting them, and because they were targeted for their religion, that went against the free exercise. Wow. Thing. So they were able to then get their grant. Get their grant. Wow. Um. Then I found Everson versus the Board of Education of earwing earwig I do not know how to pronounce it okay so uh basically local school it was decided I think it's New Jersey but a local school district could reimburse parents for the public transportation to public private and parochial schools okay and it ruled that states can't hamper its citizens free exercise of their religion meaning if I want to send my kids to public school and you want to send your kids to private or parochial schools oh they the can't reimbursement can't you. be. Yeah. yeah, they can't punish you because can't be it's separate their... or non-existent. Right, or but else. the <laughs> teacher there can't get subsidized from the government. Right, yeah, if they...
1: it's religious teaching. Right. Okay. That, that, yeah. Well, if you're gonna offer it, I, I see that. Right. That if, makes if sense. If you're too. gonna offer it.
0: Right. And so um, I got two more. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. I can't read my writing. I think it's McDaniel. It's McDaniel because okay. McPanel doesn't make sense. Panel does not make we'll sense. We'll go with McDaniel uh, versus Patty. Patty I know Uh, The court And and this is an old one The court struck down A Tennessee statute That disqualified ministers From serving as legislators Because again It was ruled Just because they were The only reason I can't be uh, You know I mean that's kind of harsh If your minister can't be a
1: legislator Right
0: Right Talk about two hats Yeah and that's That's what I like about this Before I I was I've used this So incorrectly before
1: yeah yeah. I, I
0: misinterpret mean, misinterpret. Well there's an obvious it thing so that you could,
1: you, you can infer from it, right? And I think it's whatever what everybody it does and then when you look at it you're like, Wow, this is a different like thing altogether.
0: And and I really think we're gonna touch again on this next week because there was a few other cases that I think needed a little bit more time. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to dive into the whole Hobby Lobby thing. Oh yeah. You know, and I think there's a lot there. So maybe we can make this a continuation. Yeah. Um
1: and we've talked to a local lawyer we've never we didn't dive into like the the Supreme Court yeah. you know what I mean so maybe that could be the angle I'm down So I'm totally down stay tuned
0: yeah that'll be next week because we have a local lawyer that's getting back to us too <coughs> mm-hmm. again we were gonna try to do this show next week had some things happen. not
1: gonna wait
0: not gonna wait um my last one I thought was interesting was the Church of the Lukumi okay we'll go with that Lukumi L- Babalu Babalu like that Ba-ba-boo. And they were... It was, uh... The religion was, uh... Santeria.
1: I don't practice Santeria.
0: And, uh... Basically, they were... They were operating as a religion... Or, uh... Where this happened was... It was a community in Florida... Where they made laws saying that you could not... Sacrifice these animals. Which... I get. <laughs> I yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. But, um the church of the lukami Babalu uh took it to the supreme court and it was ruled that that the the community could not make rules regulating what they couldn't
1: do for these religious practices right and that gets into the whole like you can break the laws to some degree for religious reasons correct
0: Hmm. and so literally in florida and assuming other places they're sacrificing chickens and chickens doves and turtles was on the list too yeah and so i mean i i think it's fascinating i was like yeah i was blown away when i actually dove into what this actually was and again i love the idea that it and just to go back to what i said in the beginning that it's often if you just don't bring your faith into the public square and that's not what this is um
1: yeah at all yeah, There's nothing so, to saying you really can't. It's just something that we hold people to a standard to, like and, what I was saying about Barrett, right? With and that,
0: and that's where I don't know. Like again, I don't think it's outrageous to say she should check herself out for well, you get moral cases, but and at the other same things. time, yeah. Why is it? Why is it un? Unfa- why is it fair to penalize her just for
1: that alone? Correct. It's not, and that's that's a lot of what I feel is complicated about the situation is. People are very obviously prejudging her in the way she's gonna do this and, and I think maybe to some degree rightfully so because of your, your your own political and religious type beliefs or lack thereof. But also I mean, it's it's the whole thing about we talk about balance. Right. You know? Yeah. Roberts I think has done a decent job of I balance agree with you. and like I'm not totally happy, but I'm I'm okay with
0: it. That's where like I feel like me and you have to exercise our own integrity and say like Yeah i i do understand why she got approved correct like i i wish we had the votes to block her
1: there's no way to say she's unqualified unless you were going to make the whole case on the fact that she's only been a judge for three years Uh, and again like you said there's no there's no reason man you can't tell you could be made you could be nominated for the supreme court you don't have to be a lawyer yeah i was like shocked by that like Judges in the
0: back of the day used to have no necessarily legal training. Correct. They were farmers.
1: They Your were magistrate.
0: Which we so me and Brent listened to this author Ken Follett. Yep. And he just came out with this book called uh, What is it? The The mor- morning and the evening. The morning and the evening. And great book. Go check, oh, it out. go check it out. It's so good. And it was a prequel to one of my favorite books of all times, which was Pillars of the Earth. Yeah. Which is now part of a King's Bridge anthology, if you will.
1: Yeah, it's like a whole series of books.
0: So now. yeah, you got Pillars of the Earth he wrote first, then it was um, World Without End, then Column of Fire, yep. and now he wrote a prequel, yep. which is the e- is it evening or the morning or is it the morning?
1: Morning in the evening. There's also a book called A Place Called Freedom, and that is almost like a step beyond A Column of Fire.
0: Oh, really? See, I don't know these things. I haven't listened to Cobb Fire yet. You got to. Oh, that's behind. good, too. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. But, oh, in, in the books, you know, it's like the, the judges, they are the noblemen. Correct. And priests. And priests. And there's one line they say. It says, <clears throat> it say you know, because they have money, because they have power, people expect them to provide justice. Like, And I just think that's something we've gotten so far away from. Well, in a base sense, that makes sense in a base sense that makes sense
1: but like you say that is counting on the benevolence of quote-unquote tyrants yeah seriously I know that's that's the whole thing a premise you read too about history is like a place was only as prosperous as its leader allowed like in terms of abilities and freedoms and
0: yeah I mean it's great if you're
1: an expert at collecting
0: taxes but your people don't have the money to innovate and grow and stuff like that you're or yeah what, what are you leading
1: yeah arbitrarily ruling with a an iron fist is not a way to accomplish a lot and that's Correct. where you get it's where you run into the quote-unquote dark ages where um they literally had the, technology the romans retreated
0: and it was gone yeah. and yeah we lost we lost technology that had made us advanced yep. and we went we were literally reverted into the dark yep. <laughs> like yep. I lost cleanliness and water
1: and the sanitation. The book they talked
0: about how that when Rome when Rome fell, the like the potters, correct the people who made the correct. the big vats to store food, like that that went with it.
1: Yep. And for the so, most part, yeah.
0: All of a sudden, we had knowledge to store food, and then we lost it.
1: Yep. Aqueducts and, and oh, like yeah. sanitation.
0: Well, and I've seen other things too where they've kept buildings cool. Yep. They were able to keep buildings cool with the aqueducts
1: mm-hmm. and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Like, uh, the technology to. Uh, they collected urine to, to bleach out their robes.
0: Yeah, because
1: yeah, it turns ammonia. into uh, ammonia? Or, well, or, uh, I don't know. I the don't whole, know Yeah. I'm talking about a turn there, but there was technology lost. <laughs> Save for
0: pee, people. That's what we're trying <laughs> yeah, to right? say. We're
1: not doing that. I'm not doing that. You can't. <laughs> Just like branch. is going to be like, why is my, my scrub like pee? <laughs> yeah, God. So I think so, it's that funny trouble up. Yeah, right? Um, I think that's it. Yeah. No, this was a good one, though. I really, I think... We hammered on what's been going on and we yeah. got into a topic that we haven't touched on look for more of that because we've been i think we've gotten into a lot of stuff which is the political fervor and it's not that that was a bad thing but we're we want to take a step back and yeah reach out to some other topics i will
0: say tune in next week to hear us um you know a local lawyer again i really respect he's he's going to get some cases that he thought were really cool that we should look at so we'll we'll definitely hit on those i think the other thing i we should talk about maybe is the that fair tax plan.
1: I'm interested for your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I I, I think we could. I do, need to research uh, it
1: some. I know a little bit about it, so.
0: Yeah, next week we're gonna talk about uh, we'll finish on with separation church and state, and then we'll dive into the tax plan that is that is happening, and also maybe some of the. Some of the history behind the different taxes, because we always hear when Eisenhower was in, there was, what, 50-60% tax on the rich? Mm -hmm. You know, let's find out why we were there and how we got back from it. Welcome to our planning meeting, everybody. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm making notes now. So thank you for watching yeah Uh, we had a milestone that we had to share we have over a thousand listens on soundcloud
1: yeah it's incredible
0: i don't know how that happened thank you everybody and absolutely um, if you're watching on youtube or if you're watching on facebook uh we would love to make this community grow we would love to get more people watching and if you could share it uh with people you know if you could you know give us a like or a thumbs up or subscribe all of that helps us so much
1: yeah um and we hope you enjoy what you're seeing Absolutely, folks. We're hearing. Be sure to comment, leave us uh, feedback of any kind if you have it. And uh, thanks again. Appreciate it. Have a nice day,
0: and I got to see you the stop buttons. Have a nice day. Have a nice
1: week. Adios, amigos.